Okay, okay. I know you've read or heard about that game, movie, or comic, blah, blah, but you haven't heard it from us. So chill, relax, let us talk all about it before you log off. All right, I got it. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. What's up, everybody? This is uh, Sir Aaron Carter and Emma Skies. Hello. And we are back again. For I'm a, so excited. I know you're excited. And as soon as I'm I was watching so this, of course, we're doing the Cloak and Dagger episode seven, Viking sound, uh, Viking town Viking sound. Town sound. <laughs> Why it's, can't you get that right? It's backwards. This, it was getting me confused and everything like that. But we're doing this episode and literally sitting there as soon as I was done watching the first time, uh, I literally just texted Emma like, this is like... Emma, I just watched just all this. Caps. All caps. All caps. Because I was, I was so excited. I was literally trying not to text you at the climax of the, the episode. I was just like, I know. I want to absorb all this. I want to take it in first. And then <laughs> I will. And I was like, I'm watching this again. I have to watch it one more time just so I can kind of, you know, because the first time I was doing notes and stuff like that with it. And the second mm-hmm. time I was like, no, I want to take all of this in and just enjoy and watch. Oh, it was so good. And then as soon as I, as soon as I finished, I texted you in all caps and I was just yelling. Yes. Yelling. And I don't know. So this was actually the, I guess the debut of the showrunners direct, uh, directing. Like this was the first time he directed, uh, any of the episodes. Yeah. Because I looked at the, uh, like I went and researched uh, a little bit about the, um, episode, not really in, in depth. There was an article I want to say on like variety or something like that. Mm-hmm. that uh, talked about him and um, how he got uh, the trust of the actors because they kind of didn't know which direction things were kind of going and everything like that. Yeah. And um, he was like, you know, I just wanted to assure that they were, you know, comfortable with the, the writing, um, you know, because it's some really heavy stuff, especially for Tandy's character. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, we're, we're you know, uh, the actors and I are decades apart, and I just want them to know that I understand, you know, kind of, you know, things Aww, that happened in the way. So I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. So anyway. So yeah, this one was this one was written and directed by showrunner Joe Pekaski. Yes. Show, uh, so Joe you Pekaski. know as soon as you see that like, okay, this is an important one. Yes. Because he was like, I'm taking the reins on this. Let me do me. Yes. And he knocked it out of the park. Big Hell time. yes he did. Oh my God. Right. There, so when I'm taking notes, a lot of times um, if there's like a particularly good line or a line that's r- written particularly well that I really like, I'll write it down. I have so many. <laughs> okay. I wrote down so many of them because like this is just a well-written episode. It is. It's very well-written. Uh, we pick up from the last time. Of course, uh, Tandy is still captured by uh, Despair and um, Tyrone is actually so they pick up with actually like a kind of a musical with despair playing trumpet inside of the uh, the Viking. Which motel. let's talk about that for a second. You okay. know this guy is a solid dick villain because he's playing a trumpet in a motel. Loudly does Loudly. not even have the decency to use a mute. No, nope. like sir. And so that's when, how, that's how you know. That's how you know he's a villain. Literally, when I was watching that part too, I was wondering. I'm like, so two things. He's playing it very loud, so he knows nobody is going to interrupt him. Like, nobody's going to knock on his door and be like, hey, can you turn that down? So that means he owns that spot. That's Mm -hmm. him. Uh, And two, it's literally just a flex on, like, I'm comfortable right now. Like, you know, I have this, you know, I've kidnapped a a woman right here, and I I don't care. I'm comfortable. I'm playing music while she's knocked out on drugs. And, And like, like, nobody questioned that an ambulance pulled up and wheeled out an unconscious woman into a motel. Like no. nobody questioned that. So that's, that's the, it's a testament of like how, I guess his, his range of reach within that area. Like he's, yes. he's comfortable. He's really, really comfortable. So he, he's playing. Um, and Tandy wakes up from her, you know, her, um, drug induced sleep. And, uh, they have their little back and forth between them. And, and he's still on the, the kick of everything she kind of saw in her head from the last episode. Like that's real. Like Ty, yeah. I shot him. He's dead. Like, you know, you but have she calls nobody. on that shit quick. Yeah, she does. She, she does, does not believe that she knows it's fake. So good for her. Even, you know, when she's got no hope, which is the whole point of it. Like she knows that that was fake. Yeah. She, she walks up to him prepared to just use her powers. And like, I, you know, I'm stronger than this. So I'm about to get Slash out of this. Throat open. Uh, but then you find out that her powers do not work right now. And, <laughs> He's yeah. like, yeah, you need hope for that. And, like, she has none. And then mm-hmm. Leia and the big bodyguard enter the room, and 
they kind of shut that all down. Um, we switched to Ty with Bridget at the crime scene from uh, Leia's quote unquote ex-boyfriend. I'm not sure if they yes. actually were, you know, they were just so uh, they're going around. Uh, Ty's picking up evidence with his fingerprints like an idiot. That is exactly I said, <laughs> by all means, Tyrone, just put your fingerprints all over this crime I'm like, scene. You're already in trouble for a murder already. Let's go ahead. and Like they are looking for you actively. Exactly. What the fuck? <laughs> so he picks up the shovel, the bloody shovel, by the way. Uh, yes. So like, even if like if there was a worst case scenario and Tandy was dead, you just have your fingerprints now on one of the murder weapons. Like, oh, you're, yeah. okay. So anyway, uh, this was one of the this was where I wrote down one of the lines that I really liked because Bridget says to because he talks about you know this Tandy was here or something and Bridget's like oh that's weird I thought you guys were a package deal and he sometimes packages get damaged along the way and I was just like oh. <laughs> Oh, that hurt. I felt that one. That was so sweet. Yeah. That, it's so horrible. That, that was good, though. And you can see kind of like the him putting it on himself at that point. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, this is my fault. Last time I saw her, uh, she was working some angle. Uh, and I told her, you know, maybe I was better off on my own. And then. Yeah, like he doesn't say, you know, we had a fight. He doesn't say she did this. He says, I said this. And that's why this happened. Yeah, he puts it all on himself. My baby boy. And then he, you know, vanishes when uh, Bridget, who's just kind of back into kind of just the role of being a police officer, I guess. Like, I guess so. She doesn't know what she's doing. She's confused. So he he bails out um, and we switch to um, where are we at? Despair playing the trumpet. Ty bridge investigated crime scene Tandy's uh I think it goes back to Tandy and uh despair, despair talking because okay. that's when he starts to she starts talking with him about what he does and how he kidnaps these girls and and all the pain that he's caused and I have it written down here like he specifically says I don't cause anyone's pain like it's already I was there like, mm, don't you though sir yeah, don't I mean, you though I, I can I I can see what he thinks he means you know, like, hey, you already have this pain with inside you. I'm just the one right. that kind of brings it more up to the surface. But he, he's still wrong. He is causing. Oh, he's 100% wrong. Because yes. it's like, it's not like he's showing them their own memories. Like, he's showing them alternate realities, like their deepest, darkest fears. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's definitely playing the bad guy role, hands but down. But he, he feels like he's doing so, not necessarily the right thing, but that he's not doing anything wrong. He's like, I'm not causing anybody else's pain and I'm doing this, you know, to get rid of my own. And what is he says something he says the world saddled me with pain and sometimes I just need to share it. Yeah. And he was like, that's America. And I'm like, what? Like, where, where did you where are you getting all this from? And it's just it's criminal or not criminal. It's, you know, major villain talk. That's that's really yeah. what it is. And that's what I, I kind of liked it, though. I'm like, I'm glad that he's got this, you know. I'm innocent, you know, type of thing. And then you can mm -hmm. tell from like the previous episodes when he was talking about, I help 90% of the people that come through that door. You know, he thinks he's, you know, th that's his little allowances. Like if I help yeah, he all has, these people. He has conviction that what he's doing is fine. Yeah. And that's, you know, that, that's why you're not going to get through to him by like telling him, oh, you're a bad person and you should stop what you're doing. And he's also not just like evil for the sake of being evil, where you just have a villain that you're like, oh, this villain's evil because we're telling you that he is. Yeah. And that's just what it is. But like there's actual, there's substance there. And that's, that's, that makes for a good villain. Definitely. Hands down. Uh, we switch over to Ty's mom, who still has Connors tied up in the kitchen while she's yeah, preparing she a meal. Because uh, it says or she says that helps her think and everything like that. Uh, you know, she found herself cooking even whenever um, Ty's brother when Billy disappeared. Yeah, exactly. And she she has this really great back and forth with him. Yeah, about what she basically the, the dilemma that she's in where she's like on the one hand i know that you're the best hope for my currently alive son to not be chased by the police anymore yeah on the other hand you murdered my other son and i want to kill you for it and she says i fucking love that she says i'm gonna cook and we're gonna talk and we'll see yeah and I'm it's like, just oh. like that's a good little balance to, to figure out like where she is in her head because it's just like yeah you you may have the keys to help my current son but you did a terrible thing to my first son, like life changing mm -hmm. thing to our entire family type of deal. And I don't I don't like you at all because you slid for so long. 
And then this was I loved her whole thing here. Like this was a good episode for her. That actress is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. And they because they cut between the three of them basically. They cut between Ty, they cut between Tandy, and they cut between uh, Ty's mother. And they, this was definitely more. Uh, um, it went more in detail on her feelings about everything. The mother's feelings. Mm-hmm. You got a little bit of that in first season when she explains to Tyrone. I think he like, comes back after some something happens and they have one one and she kind of explains how she felt when the brother died. But this kind of goes into a little bit more of how she's dealing with everything. And I was like, this is yeah. this is pretty good. Like he, you know, you get to see the little the the effects of this man's you know um, his deeds. Uh, so Tandy meets. Um, What's her name? Dell for the first time. And Dell is another one of the hostages that despair has in this motel. Uh, and Leia is there introducing Dell and like, kind of telling Tandy, like, Hey, this is how things go. You know, um, yeah, nobody's stuck here. Nobody is a hostage here. And then she opens the door and is like, Dell, you can leave all, you know, anytime that you want. And that then- was such a good moment for Tandy. Because she's been kind of, like, in Tandy's eyes, I feel like, and in most of their eyes, like, when these girls are kidnapped, like, it's kicking and screaming, it's constantly having them drugged, it's keeping them tied up, it's, like, what you would think of in a kidnapping. Mm -hmm. And she has to come to terms with the fact that these girls are choosing not to leave because they've been manipulated, because they've been brainwashed. It's not as easy as fighting your way, opening a door, and letting them all run out, because they're not going to. Yeah, because, I mean, from the outside, it's pretty much... Uh, black and white. Oh, people are being taken by, uh, you know, by their will. You know, when she went to the first place to like the, the drug dealer's place and, uh, Ty teleported in and you saw people in cages, you know, yeah, that's, that's a no brainer. It's like, Hey, you guys are being taken and you want to be free. That's black and white. This one, you see the Stockholm syndrome where she's mm-hmm. just like, she's like, these people take care of us. Yeah. We may have to do a couple of bad things, but you know, they keep us protection are protected. You know, they, they have shelter for us. You know, they take care of our needs, um, which I think that's what she said. Things that we need. And then Tandy was like, you don't know what you need. And I was like, Ooh, this is, this is getting heavy here. This is getting yeah. heavy here. Well, and, and they make sure to tell all these girls, like nobody's looking for you. Nobody's coming for you. Like they target people that are in crisis, which is very much, you know, realistic of sex trafficking. Yeah. And the girl says, she says, when you have nobody, nobody's going to save you. Yeah. So like these girls aren't waiting for somebody to come get them. They're not, they're not hoping that somebody's looking for them because they know they have no one. Or as far as they know, they have no one. They're making them dependent on them. Like, yes. hey, nothing out there, you know, is out there for you. We are your, your family now, basically, even though they didn't go that far, which I'm actually glad they, you know, they kind of kept away from that family. And then you kind of really do see like, hey, well, later on anyway. Uh, so Tanny's being explained the rules or whatever, and she's already still kind of looking for a way out and everything like that. But, um, we cut to after, um, that whole situation with Dell and Tandy, we go back to Ty, who is meeting the counselor for the first time, AKA yes. and Ty goes in like, no, I like, I'm, I'm not buying things that you're, you know, trying to sell basically. And uh, I think Ty was going in for the let me see your darkest fears thing yes, when he went for the handshake. Yeah, so he he tries to see his fears. And then I was super confused at first. Like, it took me a minute to catch on. But, like, he tries to see his fears, and obviously that doesn't work on despair. Yeah. And he turns it back around on him and uses it to get into Ty's head. Yeah, and we get a little more um, inkling on how his powers work, a little more definition on how his powers work when he pulls out the the record that says Ty and Tandy, and you see him start to play it inside the little, like, the little dark zone that they, you know, that they go into, because he's back in the record shop now. Yes. Um. And he's playing it and he's, you know, kind of still speaking to um, to Ty out in the real world. Like, you know, you guys are two different people, you know, like uh, she once she doesn't see a use for you, you know, you're you're um, useless to her, basically. Yeah. He's like, she's a privileged white girl. You know, yeah. you are a phase in her life. If you did any of the half the things that she did, you would be behind bars. You know, she is halfway across the country. She's two buses out by now. Well, before and he as, before he went to okay. that one, because Ty even was fighting back a little bit. He was like, we're mm-hmm. the exception. We're not the rule. You know, Tandy's not like that. So you I could, have that one written down. too. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so like he he's, he gives a little fight back in this like power or this uh, battle of the minds type of thing. 
And then when he flips it to side B, which is Tandy doesn't care about you. Mm -hmm. Then he flips up his kind of whole tactics of how he's trying to attack, quote unquote, Ty uh, with his, you know, with his words. And, yes. and then it's more of a like, you know, she's probably on a bus gone now. You know, she's she's left. You know, you're kind of better off without her type of thing. And that kind of sticks more with Ty. So yeah. I am wondering if it's just like, does he have to keep playing side B or can he actually accomplish his goals from just playing the record anyway? And it's just all about seeing which tactic works, because it kind of goes back to the previous episode where he had to try different tactics just to break mm -hmm. down Tandy. So maybe actually that's what it is. And yeah, he has to just keep trying and keep poking and prodding until one of the little tactics leaves. I mean, sticks. Yep. So Ty leaves a little, uh, a little, a little despondent. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he kind of goes off, you know, a little mopey and everything like that. But um, who's been watching all of this happen in the dark zone. So in the corner, like through other records in the window and everything like that, you see mayhem peeking in and just watching everything go down. Yes. And so didn't know if she escaped from like two episodes ago or what happened. Cause she just has been a wall this whole time. Right. Like she wasn't in the last episode at all. No. And you find out that she's still in that little dark zone. Like she's just kind of creeping around like a creep. She was literally that soon meme right behind the, the records. <laughs> so she's that uh, Jim from the office yes. she's behind the blinds. Yes. Yeah. It was creepy. So she's, yeah, she's watching all of this go down. She doesn't know who this guy, she doesn't know who despair is. She just sees somebody else in Ty's head in this, in this area, in this record store that she's seen before with Tandy. Yeah. So she she knows that there's something going on here and she doesn't understand it, but she's going to go uh, fuck shit up and figure it well, out. I think she understands a little bit because she has the you know, she knows the records that are being played. Like she was with Tandy when all that was going down and she yeah. knows the bad stuff that happens from that. So she figures some something's happening, like somebody's messing with things like definitely big time. Um, Tandy, is this one Tandy tries to escape? We'll see. Tandy learns more about the captive girls. Oh, yeah. That's whenever Dale gets more. Uh, character development whenever she talks about how her father was the hammer and her mother was the nail and her father left. And, you know, you kind of get the, the backstory of Dale. Yeah. Know? And uh, Tandy kind of discovers a way out through the bathroom window um, when they're talking to each other. Uh, yes. But then they switch back to Ty's mom interrogating more uh, with Connors and Ty's dad knocks on the door and he kind of was like, hey, Connors has escaped. And she's and then, like, mm, I like, know. Well, yeah, well, you know, two steps ahead of you, sir. And then he looked like uh, literally two steps to your left. <laughs> like, what is going on? And then they go and have it out up on, on the steps. She goes, you're right. We need to talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> While he's tied up in her fucking living room. And they I mean, they just kind of have it out there while this man is kind of tied up. Uh, but they um. They kind of switch from that real quick because I know when I, after the notes I wrote after is they switch back to despair, still kind of going through Ty's um, his like memories and stuff like that. Yes. And he finds Miss Foulier's. Um, is that how you say her name? Foulier's. Fosulier. I got no idea. Fosulier. I, I did not know her name until I saw it written down this episode. Well, yeah. See, I wrote it down from the closed caption because the second time I watched it, I, I watched it with closed caption. So mm. Fosulier or whatever. But it's uh, Avita's aunt. Basically. And yeah. So yeah, he turns over one of the records and sees, sees Evita's aunt. And I assume sees how she has helped Ty and, and kind of how she's been a guiding factor in teaching him about the vase and the voodoo. And, uh, we figure out that the 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 drawing was a vivet. You were right. It was a vivet. Yeah. And I, I had been looking at it. I was like, what is this children's drawing? And it's like everywhere. It's everywhere yeah. inside the, the little dark zone. And it's kind of just, uh, and it's, you know, it's connected to despair. So, I mean, it's kind of a thing where um, maybe if you go back and look at times where he had influence in that, and if there was a sign, maybe the, the cast or crew or something like that, uh, put the little you know, symbol somewhere in there that you can be like, oh, this is kind of more of his influence in this area, but I don't know. Um, so he goes to um, Avita's aunt and he inquires about the, the symbol. Um, you know, he says, I have headaches. I'm looking for a way to get rid of them. Um, you know, and Ty said that you can help me or maybe you can help me. 
And, and she doesn't buy shit. She she was really on to him. Like since he came to the got door, nothing came to the door. She wanted to find out more about him, so they go and have their little discussion. And I I think it was all surface talk because he didn't really. He must have like when they come back to them, she still you know I don't buy any of this this type yeah. of stuff. But so he must have just you know really just laid on the acting role really thick to where he's like you didn't tell me anything personal about yourself, so who the heck cares? Like you know, mm-hmm. um, but. After their first meeting, and uh, they switch right back to Tandy trying to make her first escape. Yeah. So she can't get, she's trying to get Dell to come with her. Yeah. And Dell won't leave, which, you know, is pretty indicative of that situation. And she's like, well, I can't, I can't stay. So I'm going, but I'll come back for you. Yeah. She makes it out. She makes it out of the building. She gets, she sees a bus coming. She sees the bus station. It's like 50 feet in front of her. Right across the street. Yeah. And she gets caught. Exactly. The big bodyguard steps in the way, brings her right back up to the room. And then she's like, you ratted on me. Like, yep. She would have been gone and clear. But Dale, of course, uh, you know, a, a victim of Stockholm. Um, she's, you know, quote unquote, loyal to the, the people that are there. Leah or Leia or whatever. And, and uh, despair. So she, she rats on her and then she gets brought back up. And, um, so Leia's like, you know, you got to punish her, basically. And she mm-hmm. makes Dell do it, you know, kind of this whole, what does she say? She's like, punish, you have to be the head, mama bird. Yeah, the mama bird. Yeah, that's what And she was. mama bird drugs her. She does. I didn't know what was going to happen there. I really Me didn't too. know what was going to happen I had, there. I, I, Tandy didn't either. So one of the things that I liked about this scene is that the guy's covering her mouth and he keeps... He keeps letting up to let her breathe. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get Which that. I, I Well, cause I talk every time you see that in a movie when they're covering their mouth and they're always covering their nose, I'm like, you're going to suffocate that person. But yeah. like, it's the movie. So it does, and I was like, thank you. Somebody finally addressed <laughs> this. Like just this little thing like that it meant a lot to me. I thought it was very good. So shout also, out to that direction. It went whenever he was like letting her breathe, you know, it was kind of like after the fact, whenever I saw everything, I was like, oh, she had no she had no choice but to inhale what yep. was coming out of Dale's yeah. mouth, the, the drug or whatever. So, And like, that's pretty indicative of um, trafficking or kidnapping in general is making victims hurt other victims because you, you make them responsible. Yes. So it's just another layer of like, why, you know, what do you mean you're going to run away? Like you did all these horrible things. You're going to go to jail for the rest of your life. Yes. Like it's, it's making the victims responsible for other victims. You see that in those situations, like, uh, they just have it like with the, uh, the, the, the girl from, um, Smallville now, uh, she got involved yeah. and she was in that oh, cult and everything like that. So like, yeah, it's, it's some real thing. And then, like I said, in the beginning, I was like, this feels like our, uh, the director, I think he knew he was like, this is heavy situations we're dealing with here. Yeah. You know? Uh, and I, he handled it well. Like, he yeah. really did handle it well. Uh, so after she's caught and she's kind of uh, knocked out, um, and where are we at? She we go back to, Ty's, to mom, um, Ty's mom and Connor's. And I, I don't know if I forgot, but I never, I don't remember that they didn't have Billy's body. No, yeah, I don't, I don't remember that either. Because whenever but, she starts bringing it up, I was like, I don't remember them ever saying that they never found anything in the water. Yeah, because basically Connors is going through everything that happened that night. And yeah, one detail. of the things he's like, yeah, he's like, so we, we found a dummy body at the bayou and passed that off as Billy. I didn't remember that they didn't have him. But it's it's interesting how the mom, she really, she's like, I, I, I need to hear everything step by step. Like, yeah. not just how the night went down, but how you cleared yourself as well. Yeah. Like, what did you do when you called your uncle? What did he do after you called him? Like, what steps they, she wanted to know everything about how everything was covered up. And I was like, that's, yeah, like, that's cool. Nobody wants to just, you know, get the the bare minimum. Like, oh, yeah, I did this. I got, you know, let off. Like, if you're a lawyer, you need all the facts. You know, so whenever you take this guy to court, I know how every little bit of uh, criminal activity went down. So, they have their, they have our, after um, the dad uh, leaves, because Connor's trying to escape as well. He just glazed that over. Like he, he tried to grab a, a, a knife I was watching that and I was like, you know, he probably just really needs to pee. Probably. Because he, <laughs> he definitely didn't get to go to the bathroom in the beginning. And it was like nighttime by the end of everything. So I'm like, either he peed on himself or he's just, <laughs> he's just really good at holding it in. So, he didn't even want to get out of the house. He's just like, I just need to get up and pee. That would have been an interesting scene if he broke through and then he just came out the bathroom and was like, I told you I had to go to the bathroom like four hours <laughs> ago. That's that's crazy. 
So uh, we, we go from that exchange back into Ty's mind, dark, dark, dark zone, dark place, um, where Mayhem is kind of going through some stuff. Yeah, and she, she's she, exploring and yeah. she's messing with the records and she turns it off. Yeah, because he's has sitting an down in, on Ty in the real life. Yeah, he's sitting down in like a the little trolley or whatever, and yeah. you can see that he's kind of down, you know, looking out the window and kind of all in his thoughts and everything like that. So when Mayhem does turn off the the record, uh, it kind of you know little snaps him out of that, and then she finds that uh, perfect, perfect life. life record, yeah, from the previous episode, and she starts playing that. Now this is the part that I was confused about, and then uh, so as soon as she's playing that, of course his mood changes. You know, mm-hmm. he, he probably gets all the, the nice, sweet thoughts in his head of everything that could be great. And then all the little ballerinas come on uh, to the trolley and like kind of just sit around him. But I'm like, are those real? Or are those figments of his imagination? Yeah, I think they were real. Um, I think it was just a little bit of like an on the nose moment. But then there's two on the nose moments then. I thought the later, first one was very on the nose. Oh, and then later, when she plays the other record, we'll get to it, because the same kind of situation happens. Mm-hmm. So, clearly, what goes on in that Shadow Realm record uh, store affects, you know, the mood or the, the psyche of the, the person um, somehow. Yeah. They're, like, they're so it's connected. Like, uh, Despair walks in, basically walks into their head, puts on the record, and leaves. Yeah. And it just keeps playing. Yes. And it just, it really, you know, takes a a mental effect on people. And um, so after she plays the record and he, you know, kind of is like, you know, he gets a a better mood about himself. He teleports himself off the little trolley uh, and they switch to uh, Leia and Tandy in kind of like she Tandy's in kind of like a, a vegetated state. Where she can, you know, she can see and she can speak and stuff like that, but she just cannot move. Mm -hmm. And you hear Leia talking about uh, her life a little bit. Yeah, she's playing dress up. When she started, when you got to like the playing dress up, that's when I, I started freaking out. Like I knew where it was going and like, you kind of knew anyway, but like, that's when I was like, oh, they're really going to go for this. Yeah. And I I started losing it. I I didn't know what to expect either. I was, I was really like, okay, there, this is, this is where the, the series takes that heavy, heavy turn. This is where we take that heavy turn. So she's telling her about how, um, what was it? How power, uh, changed her, how, I guess how despair changed her as well. What was it? Was she working with fear or was she working with power? I can't remember. Uh, she was talking about the power that her pain gave her. Oh, pain. Yes. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah. And, and so, Tandy's like, that power, like, that's not real. Yeah, exactly. It's 100% not real. Uh, all but at the, the same time, from Leah's point of view, like, who's the one that can't move right now? Yeah. Who's got the power right now? You want to tell me that my power is not real? But I think Leah's, or Leah's under that same type of uh, Stockholm. Oh, absolutely. Know? And I don't know if... Because I don't think she's like a, I mean, she's a willing participant by now, but I think it's just over time, you know, yeah. that, that's how she's uh, become. So she picks out the little dress for um, Tandy's first date, quote unquote. Oh, um, God. That's, and, no. And, well, I mean, they call them dates, Johns, and, and, you know, I mean, I'm just using the terms. That's, that's all mm-hmm, I'm doing. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And uh, so where are we at? Leia gets her ready for her first day. Mayhem inside uh, the record store continues um and she's just fucking shit up she does she is in classic mayhem fashion yeah like she's she's throwing shit around she's breaking things she's just like you know doing whatever until she can find like whatever she's looking for and yeah like disregard to any of the like if it was a real thing whereas like all these things you're breaking are like memories she didn't care (laughs) like everything is just smashed she finds a record that has like an ambulance uh sound on it and she starts playing that for ty and then Mm -hmm. at that moment in the real world Ty, you know, is oh, like crossed. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, see, now like yeah. this, and I was like, is this another figment of his imagination? Because like three ambulances just cross him, like in the real world. Yeah. And so I'm like, is this is like a, and that's what made me think back to the ballerinas. I'm like, is that, were they mm-hmm. real too? Or is all this just kind of helping him, you know, come to this idea that he comes up with and he gives uh, Bridget a call? And uh, tells her, you know, or asks her about the, the ambulances again. And he's like, I got an idea. And he starts to, well, actually, before that, they switch right back to uh, Miss Foulier, Evita's aunt. 
Yes. And this is where they kind of ramp up their conversation between her and despair. And she tells him uh, that he's on the cusp of becoming a, a god slash Loa. And um, he asks, he's like, well, what's the symbol mean? And she was like, I don't think I'm ready to tell you that. Yeah, she's like, I don't think I want to tell you that yeah. because I got nothing from you. And he gets a little forceful and he's like, well, you know, this is about to go down. So he grabs her just to use his ability. Mm-hmm. And when he goes back, he kind of sees the carnage that mayhem has been doing. I love it. He's like, what the hell is this? Because yeah. <laughs> it's like a mess <laughs> everywhere. It's like, and, who the hell did this? And then I love the scene too, because then the camera pans over and she's just sitting there and she's like, I was about to ask you the same thing. And she's <laughs> calm with it. Like, just really calm. She doesn't calm. give a shit. She knows exactly what's going on. And, and he's confused. Yeah. She knows, like, oh my God. And he's like, are you touched too? She's like, no, I'm just basically just woke. Like, I'm just more, yeah. I'm more conscious of what can, you know. Yeah. And she's like, well, everybody is. I just know how to tap into it. Yeah. And so she's kind of like looking through the the records and everything too. She's putting every all the pieces together. And she notices the vevey on the door. Uh, mm-hmm. to in the in the same record room and uh they go and discuss uh things and she's like other people have become loas before um and you know it's not a key to something this is a lock to uh becoming a loa and she's like you know maybe you shouldn't open that door and he of course you know is like well if i'm a loa i can't feel pain you know that's you know basically he's presented with the opportunity to become a very powerful being. And she's like, all right. He's like, well, why wouldn't I want to open this door? You know? And yeah. she's like, well, look at all this pain and suffering that you've cataloged and toyed around with. If you had this power and look how you abused it, what would you do if you, that was another one. I wrote that one down too. That was a good line. That was, yeah. It was like, what would you do with like that power? Like, that's crazy. Like, no, I wouldn't tell you how to unlock this or I'd even give you any type of inkling to all this type of stuff because you're crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. you, you've lost your mind. Yeah. She says, if you can't be merciful when you play God, what kind of God are you going to be when you're not playing anymore? Good line. Good, good line. That was line. solid. Good, good line. I love her. And, uh, so through that one, let's so, Let's see. He just, yeah, they have their whole uh, conversation there. They switch back to uh, Ty. He hijacks it. Or he's, he paints a yeah, giant vevey on the uh, the roof of whatever building he is he's in. Um, and he kind of, they don't, like, because normally the last time he did that with the gunpowder, didn't he say, like, what did he say? He, like, take me to um, Connors, basically, right? And that's what took him to him. Yeah. So this one, he just, I guess it takes him to the ambulance. And yeah. he like appears right in front of it, hijacks it. He's like, you know, uh, where's, you know, the, Just a, where is she? Yeah, where is where's she? Where's Rachel? Exactly. Yes. Another <laughs> Batman moment. And, um, excuse me. I was so hype. I was like, get him, boy. Get him. Then they cut back to Tandy and Dale. And Dale is like putting makeup on her. You know, she's no, still kind no. of. No, Dell is patting her face with an empty <laughs> makeup sponge, is what she's doing. That makeup sponge had nothing on it. Well, think about it. It was maybe nothing. it was maybe it maybe it was kind of a symbol of uh how hollow that wow. whole uh situation that she's in. She thinks that there's more to it and that's uh, you know, it's makeup. It's it's fake, it's not real. Like it's just they just didn't put anything on it because they didn't know, want her to mess be. with I'm gonna research that too after this. I'm like maybe that no, was symbolic that, they of do something. That, like no, because that's like a thing in movies all the time. Anytime there's any scene of a woman putting on makeup, there's nothing on the brush that she's using. Well, because they don't want to change the makeup already placed on yes. them. Yeah, so I understand that. But uh, they have their conversa- conversation about hope uh, there, and for a, a small second, it seemed like Tandy broke through. And yeah. then Dale just continues to brush her face and like, you look so pretty. And I was like, oh, she's, she's lost her. <laughs> like, yeah. That's it. That, that was, I was, I was so uncomfortable, but like not in like a way where like the show did it poorly. It's like, you're supposed to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it was directed well. So the. Oh, and you find out that um one of the reasons that she, you know, doesn't have hope is that, you know, she's like, well, there was a group of girls that were supposed to come here and they all died. Oh yeah. Like, all of them are dead. And Tandy yeah. is asking him, she's like, were they at this place? And she's like, you know, how do you know that? And Tandy's like, I, they're fine. They're not dead. They're safe. Yeah. We got them. Like yeah. I was there. That was, they're a, not the small, dead. They're lying to you. That was a small thing where she thought she got through to her and yeah. then she just kept brushing away and just like, yeah, you're, you're a pretty girl now. <laughs> and I was like, Ugh. 
they're really going to go forward with all this. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is terrible. Uh, then you cut back uh, inside the little dark stone with uh, Avita's aunt and despair. And um, you see that uh, Avita's aunt has already noticed uh, mayhem in the cuts. Like yeah, looking through, look, looking through the window, ready to pounce. Cause like her hand yep. was on the door, ready to, to open it wide open and rip whoever, you know, despair open. But, um, she kind of is like, you know, looking back and forth and they're having their conversation and Avita's aunt is like, well, are you going to show me mercy? And despair is like, you know, within context. And he said, pick any memory you want. So she picks, um, kind of, I guess the first time that she saw Avita coming back from the hospital with her mother yeah. and she plays that record and you have a conversation there that I'm, I'm I'm curious about because she asks if Avita has the veil yes. and her mom was like you know look at her eyes what do you think and then she says the doctor you know said something but not about uh, Avita and I'm like well okay what's what's going on and so all oh, the, i missed that part all the while while she's playing that record despair is playing like a heartbeat uh record on the other side of her mm-hmm. and he's for Rhonda oh. ellis who i assume is avita's mom i'm mm, i thought it was the aunt no because it was for it was in it was somebody's memory somebody named Rhonda ellis oh okay well he's slowing down the heartbeat he's slowing it down and you hear it and um uh Right when he's doing all that, it looks like uh, Mayhem's about to pounce in, but uh, Vita's aunt is like, no, you know, this is my, you know, and he's like, you don't look scared. She's like, nope, this is my my uh, path. You know, hey, this is what happens. This is what happens. So um, he slows it down to a stop, and it stops both of their uh, records, um, and then it's just presumed that, you know, she's dead. I hope not. Which is, I was just like, oh, okay. So he can I actually, really hope she's not dead. I was like, he can actually kill people. Because we didn't get a look at her in the real world. No. So we don't know the repercussion. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it doesn't even, yeah, it doesn't give us a real look in uh, the real world. Definitely. Um, but yeah, that was an interesting conversation that I heard on the record. Because uh, she said, what did the doctor say? And uh, then she was like, it's not about Avita. And so I'm like, what does that mean? Like. Is there, they, I hope they explain a little bit more of that later. Uh, and then what the veil is. Like, uh, is that a another power or something like that? I, well, I, I, I took that to mean, like, the, the veil over your sight. Like, the veil over everybody's sight that keeps them from seeing basically what the aunt sees. Hmm. Okay. I mean. But who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Uh, we cut back to uh, Ty's mom interrogating Connors, and this is when they have kind of the she has kind of her uh, breakdown moment of um, she's just you know I don't like uh, Connors. That's what she says. She's like I just don't like you. She's like you mm-hmm. represent everything that's kind of kept uh, you know kept us back and everything like that. Um, and then she kind of breaks down and she's like, all I want is just to bury my son. You know. And Connors tells her, you know, you know, in a pinch, we buried him at the fairgrounds in a horse stable, you know, Oof. and she kind of gathers herself, you know, because she kind of got the information she was looking for. And uh, she just goes right back into cooking. <laughs> like yep. She's like, you know, she doesn't really I don't think she says anything. Right. She just kind of really does just pick up the tray and then. Just, yeah, she she just says thank you. And then she goes back to cooking Yeah, because she was on the verge of killing him. She broke yeah. down. Yeah, she was. And then he, she got the information needed and, you know, right back to cooking. But I was like, it was a good scene. It was a really, really, you know, a really emotional scene for her character yeah. and everything like that. Uh, then we go back to uh, like a really quick, because like they have a, a song playing and I didn't really pick up the name of the song, but uh, we see Evita's aunt on the ground uh, mm-hmm. in the Shadow Realm area. But there's a record playing with a Vive on it. And it's playing at the end of it, though. Like, Ooh, it's the end of the record. That. As it's spinning, it's not playing any music. <gasps> and Evita's aunt is on the ground. That's why I was like, maybe she is dead. But like, I know. I really hope she's not. But I feel like she probably is. But it could be one of those, like, uh, what's her name? Mina's dad type of thing. I was just thinking that, like, maybe she's just catatonic. Yeah. So she could just be In catatonic. the real world. Yeah. So uh, I don't know, though. We'll have to figure it out next episode, definitely. But, uh this is like a montage scene. So they're kind of shooting yeah. all around. So they go from there 
they go to Tandy sitting on the side of a bed in, in, in the motel, and you see Leia outside with a John, I, I'm guessing, negotiating pra- uh, prices or something like that or whatever they do. Uh, and yeah. I was and I was just like, yeah, this is uh, this is probably going to be the big, big uh, cringe moment right here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they switched to Dale doing laundry and uh, the security guards is like stuck at the vending machine that stole his you know candy bar. But she sees his cell phone kind of hanging out, which is unlocked jacket. and open. Yep. Because that's how that's how comfortable these criminals are. Emma, that's how comfortable they're like. I, we have everybody so brainwashed. There's no way they would grab our phones. Like, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. So they switch from that to, um, uh, I believe, Ty driving recklessly. Yeah, he is. In an ambulance. He doesn't care. He gives no shits. And He's like, I know where I'm going now, and I'm going. Yes, yes. And so. It's my boy. Um, Dale. Then they go back to Dale. Finding out the truth from, I guess, Googling herself or maybe Googling because the Because she girls? took the phone and instead of calling the police yeah. or calling anybody to help them, she opened Google. Well, remember, she's... And searched up these girls. Remember, she's still, she's still got that Stockholm Syndrome, so she's not thinking to call help. She's just looking for answers. So when she gets the answers from, you know, whatever media source uh, had the story about the girls, uh, she is confronted by Leia mm-hmm. and... They kind of have it out in the room that's next to, or uh, I guess close enough yeah. to yeah. Uh, Tandy. So Tandy is still room. kind of kind of totting uh, on the bed while the John is, you know, coming in and he puts the money on the dresser and stuff. Oh and my like, God. I was, I, I couldn't, <laughs> I was like, I don't know how far this is going to go. I was like crying. I, oh my God, that was horrible. That was horrible. You get the conversation between Dell and Leah in the next room. She's like, you lied to me or whatever. And she's like, we're your family. Yeah, she did say it at that time. Yeah. She's like, nobody out there is looking for you. She's like, even if you go out there, are they going to accept you? Or are they going to take you back and stuff like that? She's like, you have nothing. And then Dale was like, I have hope. And then literally oh. at that moment, Tandy's Tandy glowing. come back. Like dude is standing over her and she's like, starts glowing. And then when I saw that, I was like, Oh, this is this is dope. It's about to like, go I started, down. I started getting chills. No lie, I was like, okay, this is this is sick. And like, so I don't have notes after this point because I was so invested <laughs> in watching it that I couldn't. Like, I just threw my phone to the side. I was like, oh my god. See, that's why I had. To, I got nothing. That's why I had to watch it twice because I was like, this is, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to absorb this moment. So she has a blade in her hand and she's holding it up, and you know, she's like, you know, hope is back, basically. Yeah. And at that moment, Ty creams into the the, the motel yeah, he does. and Which, smashes okay, in the front. I appreciate the sentiment and how dramatic and cinematic it is. But like, what if there were some hostages in that room that he just, <laughs> like, what the fuck, Ty? Uh, this episode definitely said that Ty does not care about the law at all. No. Like, he's picking up, you know, putting his fingerprints all over crime scenes. You know, he's what are you going to do, arrest me? Exactly. He, he's whatever. But it was smooth how he just smashed into the front and teleported out and just, like, oh put his hood on God. and just walked that off. Whole, can we just talk about this fight scene with Ty using his teleport? Yes, oh, my God. Yes. So Ty gets, <laughs> gets sucker punched by the big bodyguard, and then they just kind of mm-hmm. go at it, just, like, throwing hands back and forth. And then the bodyguard gets the upper hand on him and just, like, tosses him. And then Ty teleports midair and uses that momentum to come back. Oh my God. I was fucking yelling. I was like, this is dope. This is dope. This is is everything we've wanted from Cloak since the beginning of the show. Exactly. Like full blown, like superhero mode on this one. And then, so you cut back to um, uh, Dell and Leia arguing and Dell is like trying to grab her and be like, you know, you can't go anywhere. And then, like, out of the back wall from behind uh, Leia, <laughs> the dagger just rips through the wall and just, she just choke holds her through it. Like, it's, it's so That dope. was so fucking cool. And then you see oh that. Oh, my God. She's just kind of full blown. I got my powers back. And she rips through the wall and she's like, are you okay? And Dale's like, you know, I'm cool. And then she just kind of runs through the, um, oh, no, no. First, she cuts open the door and she's like, where are you going? She's like, I'm going to mop. And she goes yeah, through. Yeah, she is. And she just starts and she breaking just, into other rooms. 
Yeah, she just cuts the locks on every room she passes by. Yeah. And then my favorite, one of the fucking coolest things, because I love the look of it, and I love how smart Tandy was to do it, when she throws a bunch of daggers into a wall to weaken it so she can jump through it. And what's so dope about that, that's like a full-blown comic, like, rip-out. Like, she's never in the whole thing have thrown multiple daggers at this time. And, like, whenever you see her in the comic books, it's just, she's like just tossing multiple ones at one throw. Like literally, I have a uh, hero cl- uh, clicks little miniature with dagger, and it's her throwing three daggers at a time. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, she doesn't do that. She just kind of uses it as a knife. Oh, as but apparently knife. my D and D character can't do that. I don't think your D and D character yeah. is yeah, strong screw enough. You. You're not on the level screw of you. Tandy just just yet. So. <laughs> So anyway, but that was so cool. So she busts through that wall and then ties on the other side of it because he was coming for her and she was leaving. It. <laughs> and I love how they played it where like they she escaped at the same time he came for her. So it didn't turn. It wasn't like he didn't have to save her. He was still throwing and, John's out, too, though, because he teleported yeah, in one was. room and he tossed one yeah, guy. He, he tossed one guy out the window. And I was like. They're cleaning the house. (laughs) So, yeah, it turned into the two of them saving all these girls together instead of, like, Ty having to come and save Tandy. It was the two of them meeting up at the same point. Oh, so so good. Yeah, that was really good. They met in, like, an empty uh, motel room, and, you know, they're kind of, you know, reunited, basically. Uh, But then all of a sudden, smoke just starts uh, emitting out of uh, Ty's mouth. (sighs) And then he just collapses down, and, you Mm -hmm. know, Tandy catches him and is like, you know, what's like worried about him, Ty, what's going on? What's And then they're transported to the shadow realm again. And you just, they pan out and you see just like, are they? Yeah. I yeah. thought they were still in the real world. And he was just like pouring out smoke. No, because I even wrote in the notes. I can't tell what this set is. Like you see oh. little bits of, it looks like a, a graveyard or something. And then like, oh. uh, but I couldn't tell where they were. Like okay. it, it made no sense. So, and, you know, he's just like, they pan out and there's, there's smoke pouring from him. And, you know, it's, it's kind of similar to the scene where uh, he got uh, shot in her mind, basically. And she's kind of just yeah. holding him. Um, and then they just cut off. And that's just it. Right. At the end of there. And uh. I'm just like, what is how? How do you top yourself for the next <laughs> episode? Like. You've Which just we've gone been saying further and every further. episode. Like, we say it every time, and it's, like, beginning to not mean anything, but every episode is better than the last. And it's ridiculous how that is just, like, I don't I don't think I've seen a show in a while that's, like, on this budget, on this level, do that. Like, it, yeah. it's crazy that, they, that they've done that. And I don't understand uh, how more people aren't talking about this thing. Like, it's just ridiculous. It, it should be uh, definitely, and I was so upset, too, because when I saw that action sequence... I was like, why weren't they in Endgame? <laughs> like, I really, <laughs> really wanted that. Like, that would have been so cool. Like, just just do a little nod. Just have them come through a portal or something like that. And then have them forget on the next something. I don't know. Just do something. But <laughs> I was I was like, yeah, this is hands down one of my favorite episodes this season. Yeah. Uh, this I, might I, be one of my favorite episodes of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I'll even go that far, too. Because, like, it, it brought me back to the same time when I first saw uh, Ty used his ability to uh, absorb Connors in season one. And yeah. I was like, oh, they're really going fully into their powers as opposed to him just teleporting everywhere. Okay, <laughs> this, is, this is dope. So, uh, yeah, it brought me back to that. Tandy getting her abilities back whenever uh, Dell was like, hey, you know, I have hope. And I was like, okay, chills right there. So fucking good. What chills a fantastic episode. Right there. And so, oh my God. I didn't get to see what happened like for the next week or whatever. Yeah, me neither. Um, I mean, I mean, I'm just trusting that this is just it's just good. Like, I don't understand, you know, how it can go down. But I'm glad how they handled this uh, very heavy subject. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they did it very tastefully. Um, and I don't know. I just uh, I don't even know where you go from here. Because, like, we, they, we didn't show anything more on despair after he uh, dealt, you know, uh, had his dealings with uh, Evita's aunt. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's still out there doing his thing. Um, I don't know what the verdict is on Connors, you know, besides maybe he might get to eat some crab cakes, <laughs> you know, uh, well, we've got, we've got, uh, three episodes left. It's only three episodes left. Yep. Man. What are the, uh, what's the, um, what's the name of the next episode? Let's find out. Cause I know I was reading it before and I saw, Crap, what was it? The very last episode, I think it's called Level Up. 
Yeah, the last episode. So the next episode is called Two Player. Okay. And, and, I don't and know, then, what's up with these uh, video game references? What, 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 what I, are we doing here? What are we doing? I, I don't know. No. So the next episode, episode eight, is, I can't talk. Right. Episode eight is called Two Player. Episode nine is called Blue Note. And episode 10 is called Level Up. Man. Man. I can't wait. And I don't I know who writes and directs these because they're all TBA on the Wikipedia. Really? Yeah. I mean, they're probably out. The Wikipedia just never got updated. That's interesting. I would think they would have that info, uh, info like, because, like, everything is filmed already. It's not like they're filming as they're going. Right. No, I think the wiki just hasn't been updated. Let me see if I can find. Let's see. Next episode is written by Joe Pekaski. Uh-oh. And directed by Jessica Borziski? Borziski? Uh, yeah. There Jessica B. Jessica B. Yeah, okay. There you go. All right, let's end this with uh, predictions then. We have a setup where we know uh, right now. Um, what what do you think is happening next week? I think, so I'm trying to figure out what it would have been that caused Ty, because I feel like his, like the smoke coming out of him, it's like the that dark zone like leaking out of him. So like what happened that we didn't see? Yeah. yeah. Like what happened in there? Yeah. I think Mayhem kind of went to town on some shit. You think her wrecking all those records may have had some type of, you know, I don't know effect? what it was, but I think she has something to do with it. Okay, so um, I initially thought that's Ty being exhausted. Like, mm-hmm. he's, he's his emotions are in overdrive. They've kind of been toyed with this whole episode from despair to Mayhem. Uh, you know, just he's kind of not had really control over his emotions. And then him rushing into this battle and her playing hype music, mayhem playing hype music the whole time. I thought maybe they just turned his, you know, his whole uh, powers into overgear. And then he's just like exhausted. But then when I oh, saw yeah. that he was spilling out a whole bunch of smoke everywhere, I was like, yeah, yeah. No, this is something different. This is something different. Um, So I don't know. And then them, like I said, them being in the dark realm and, and the next uh, thing, like, What's what's going on? Uh, you know, they're still kind of in. Are they still in the real world? Are in um, the hotel? So, mm-hmm. I, I, what where are we? I, I don't know. I don't know where we're going there. I think the mom is going to finally just break down and take the dude to the the police in the next episode. Um, I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how Connors is going to play out. I don't know how long he could get stayed captive with two. Right. <laughs> like he, the dad had him for a while. And now the mom has him for a while. We passing him around well, the family. Well, you gotta think like, how is this going to be prosecuted? Like, they still I don't need understand that major how that evidence. works out. They still need that, 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 you know, that the smoking gun basically. Which I guess Billy's body. Yeah. That would that, be a good yeah. one. So maybe that's what it is. She'll take him there and then she, he'll confess to where he knows where he, where they buried the body. And that'll just kind of open the floodgates and everything. So I don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm very much excited. Well, we have to wait till next week, of course. Uh, again, as always, thank you, Emma. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, it's very much a pleasure watching these <laughs> shows and doing this. I, I love it so much. So we will see everybody next week where you hear the uh, recap of episode eight of Cloak and Dagger from uh, Emma and I. All right. Angel and Shadow. Angel and Shadow. <laughs> Later. Bye.